What's up, Hyperfascination? On this episode of the show, we brought back a repeat guest. He is a developer who just went through a rebrand of his business, and we talked about that and how he's adjusted to the last six, seven, eight months of this market. Welcome back to the show, Chris Clark. All right, welcome back to the show for a third or fourth time, right, Chris? Yeah, I think it's the fourth time. Yeah, it's been exciting to see your growth over the years from, you know, starting out with flips, now doing bigger projects, um, changed up brokerages a couple times, yep. and now you're you're going through a rebrand, right? That's right. Yep. So um, I've had my company for a little over five years now, and I started out as Summit Realty Investment Group, and, um, you know, over the years just realized a lot of people could not remember it. And so, you know, they would just call it Summit Realty, Summit. You know, I got some crazy ones like Summit Investment Group Realty. <laughs> and so, you know, I figured trying to grow my brands, uh, brand recognition is important in this business. So shortened it and made it easier for everyone. So now we're just Summit Homes. Summit Homes. All right. That's that's easier for sure. Yeah. I'm not confused either. Like. I guess with realty in there, people, people might have thought you were a broker. Right. Too, I so. got some of that as yeah. well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's two words, Summit Homes, easy to remember. How hard was it to do a rebrand? Like, I think a lot of agents out there, investors too, um, you know, they're, they're probably at a lot of points in their lives thinking like, oh, I need to, I should switch uh brokerage or i should switch my brand or should i be personal or, or make it more of a name so like how hard is it to actually switch your brand yeah so i mean i this is something i've been thinking about for probably close to a year okay and the reason i didn't is because i thought it would be you know hard to go through that change but once i actually decided to do it i mean it takes a little bit of planning right you gotta redesign your logo you know maybe get a new uh, domain name get a website up and running uh, but all in all, probably took me like less than a month okay. of uh, you know some behind the scenes stuff until I was ultimately ready to roll it out. But so yeah, a month, not much time at all. How many hours, if you know uh, or guess? I mean, less than ten. Okay, yeah, between five to ten. Uh, so yeah, not not much time at all once I actually made the decision to do it. Yeah, I think for most most agents or investors, you know, unless you have like a really huge team, right, or huge brokerage you're probably looking at like five hours of work right six hours maybe yeah i mean i'm a relatively small operation yeah so for me it was quite easy yeah like if i mean if you're i remember i don't know five six seven years ago century 21 did like a big national rebrand and like mm -hmm. i'm sure that took longer you know they changed yeah. the logo up and then you know they, they took it from like the 1980s to whatever it looks like today but right. um so something like that obviously is going to take longer, but yeah, if you're yeah. small operation, right? No, pretty easy. What uh, what's been the response so far? Uh, pretty much all positive feedback. Yeah, I haven't had one person uh, think it was a bad idea. Everyone, you know, agrees. Much easier to remember. You know, they like uh, they like some at home. So yeah, so far so good. Okay, tell us uh, a little bit about your business, like where it's kind of evolved the last six, seven, eight months with you know. Second half of last year was slow. First half of or first quarter of this year has been fast, I think, for buyer activity at least. Yeah, um, up and down, kind of. Um, well, what's what's it been like 
for you, both kind of on the agent side and the investor developer side? Yeah, so I do have my license, but I really, I rarely will work with, uh, you know, a retail buyer or seller. Like, okay. I've helped family members and some of my best friends buy and sell, but outside of that, all my business is just of my own, you know, uh, my own projects. So uh, I'll just talk about the development. Um, it's been, I mean, obviously the, the COVID years were incredible. You know, we right. were <laughs> finishing a project and selling it first weekend, you know, typically well above asking price. So that was, you know, that was a great time to be a developer and to be selling projects. You know, last, you know, May, 2022, June-ish, somewhere last summer is when things started to slow down, you know, more days on market, selling from below list price. So that was, you know, it's been a little painful. Um, right. Second half of last year, you know, finishing up projects and missing that window by a few weeks, you know, probably cost a couple hundred thousand dollars, honestly, by not having a project done in March compared to June timeline. Um, but, you know, I think, and that's to be expected, right? When rates jump from three to 7% in a few months, it's going to slow the market down, like no matter how hot it was. So uh, not a surprise that that had happened, but it does seem now, you know, towards the end of last year, towards the end of 2022, beginning of 2023, you know, buyers are starting to get used to that. Um, and then, you know, the rates did dip there a little bit at the beginning of this year. So it is starting to you know pick back up again. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to get back to as crazy hot as it was there for that two year stretch, three year stretch, whatever it was. But, uh, you know, it does seem to be picking back up from the slowest points. It was a weird time for sure. Second half of last year it was more. You know, people like to be lazy intellectually and just be like, oh, this is 2008. Well, there were actual like foreclosures and real big price drops. And this was more of like a the market kind of freezing almost like things just weren't moving, you know, in a lot of places, not all. But even if you drop the price, that really didn't matter. And then all of a sudden, like rates came down a half point you know, end of the year, beginning of this year, and all of a sudden we're getting multiple offers and get you know, back out there, yeah, yeah. crowded open houses and, and not, not just DC. Like I saw it with agents I work with in Florida and Arizona and Oregon, like right. everywhere. And, um, and it, it really, yeah, the demand got throttled with, with the tightening monetary policy tightening, but the supply also got throttled down. So it was like this low, low demand, low, but even lower supply right. phenomenon. Yeah. And the supply is still pretty low. Yeah. We're, well, we're 6.5 million homes short in the U S right now to right. current demand and less, less than a million homes listed nationwide. Right. And I, I think it was like, it was way higher than that in 08 and 09. Yeah. Way, way more listings. Right. So, I mean, it has to do with, social media and stuff, right? Everyone's on Twitter, uh, tweeting out their expert opinions when yeah. people have no idea what they're talking about. And people see things, retweet things, and then they think they're experts. And I mean, that's how, you know, yeah, no, we've, we've all gone from, uh, you know, pandemic <laughs> experts to uh, sp- Chinese experts. spy balloon experts. Now, now I'm a, now I'm a banking expert. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think, 
you said something that buyers got, got used to it. I think that's true. You know, to borrow another pandemic term, I think some of them are realizing this is the, this is the new normal, but right? they're kind of over the shock. And then I don't know. It seems like anytime the rates drop a little bit, you know, more, more contracts come in and who knows where we'll end up. We seem to be bouncing around between six and seven, but a lot of people, you know, in January said we would get below six this year, like into the low fives even. And, that kind of changed in February and, and rates started going back towards seven. But now with, you know, these bank, bank problems going, you know, bank runs happening and the Fed right. kind of backstopping it, the bond market having its biggest drop in yield, I think, since the 80s or something. Like we're, we're seeing sixes again and inflation numbers right. didn't look as bad, I think, in the ones that came out this week. So, um, you know, I, I think... I, who knows? I think we'll get into the fives if this trend continues pretty soon. And I, you know, I think that's going to help this buyer demand. Yeah. That's what I Supply imbalance get even worse. I'd always heard, you know, the experts say that they think we'll be back in the, the fives by this summer, um, you know, which would be great. Yeah. Get even more buyers back out there. You, I mean, you got to think with, with like an election year coming up too, like the administration is not going to want higher rates right going to that yeah what what uh what have you been doing differently in the last six seven months in your business are you still acquiring at the same pace are you doing anything different with your finished products or what what if if anything has changed um still always looking to buy yeah uh definitely you know being a little more conservative with the arv estimates right so what it's going to sell for when i'm done with the renovation you know, really not looking at anything that sold spring 2022. I don't think, I think those prices are, are well inflated. Um, or if I am using that as a comp, right, maybe taking five, 10% off that sales price. Yeah. And then using that as, you know, what I projected myself for. So, you know, being more consistent with my, or conservative with my ARVs is definitely the big thing. And then, working backwards from there, right? So if it still works, if the deal still works with that lower sales price or that more conservative sales price, then, you know, I'll still buy it all day long. Cause obviously deals are still gonna sell, right? Just maybe at lower prices than what we were seeing, you know, 12 or 18 months ago. Um, and then, you know, also focusing on location, right? Cause in slower times, location seems to always you know, went out. If you have a great product and a great location, your house is still going to sell. Um, as buy, obviously, as buyers have more, you know, options, right? There's less buyers out there. They can be a little more picky. They're going to favor the homes that are in the great neighborhoods. Um, what what areas and types of deals are you looking into right now? Yeah. So my my focus has always been in DC. Okay. Uh, and with inside DC, my favorite neighborhoods are uh, you know Capitol Hill, all the Capitol Hill neighborhoods. Uh, southeast, northeast, um, those seem to always sell pretty well. What about, you know, we, we typically don't get like super geographic specific on the show, but this probably could apply to, to many markets because you're seeing this trend in other cities. This focus on the missing middle and Arlington now is, you know, doing up zoning, right? Arlington, for those of you not familiar, is right outside of DC, North Virginia suburb. Uh, Lots of single-family, you know, zoning, and now they've they've just approved plans where single-family zoning you'll have by right 
to do right. uh, quadplexes, and I I think even eight eight unit uh, condos or apartments yeah. in some areas. Would would those changes have you cross the river and come and start looking in Arlington? Yeah, I mean, so and I, Virginia seems to always be hot, like North yeah. Virginia, Arlington, Alexandria neighborhoods. I don't know. Seem I could be wrong. It seems like they barely been affected by um you know the, the slower demand Certain, certainly not in uh yeah that's certainly true for townhomes and single families although someone on our team the carrie shaw team here just had like 10 offers on a two hundred thousand dollar condo in arlington really? so wow. we're, we're seeing it in condos too yeah. in arlington yeah so i'm always open to doing deals in northern virginia as well like arlington uh, i actually have one in old town right now old town alexandria uh, so i'm always open to those markets as well would i start like focusing more on those uh, it's definitely something i've thought about yeah as dc as you know they don't always have the best publicity sometimes i think the crime rate is up there and some stuff like that so it's definitely something i've considered it's kind of moving my focus from you know, let's say ninety-five percent of my projects are in DC. Maybe doing more of a fifty-fifty. You know, half in DC, half in Northern Virginia. As you know, stuff like the missing, uh, missing middle, like you mentioned. Um, yeah, that could be interesting, right? Because it used to be you could buy like in a really good neighborhood in Arlington, a teardown home for a million. Right. You build it for a million, and you you sell it for two five or so, right? I'm kind of throwing rough numbers out there now, but now all of a sudden that million dollar teardown that has an out sale of two five, right? You could, you could, you know, I don't, I don't know what the acquisition price would be, but right. you know, you might be able to put four, four two bedroom condos on it that each sell for like eight fifty, right? So now yeah. you've got three point five million of out sale, and it probably right. won't, probably won't cost you that much more yeah. to, to, to do. I mean, it's you know probably this similar building footprints right you know you have to do three three extra kitchens i guess but yeah, I mean, extra the square the square the square right. footage is about the same but you you probably you know on a fourplex go up a million dollars in right. total out sale yeah no that's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that because yeah obviously sellers are gonna be able to sell their homes for way more right yeah, it's it's been it's been in the headlines for a while. Um, lots of emotion surrounding it for sure. But yeah, I know some people aren't so happy about it, right? But it should be great for uh, their values. Should be great for people sitting on teardowns, and it should be great right. for developers, and it should yeah. be great for real estate agents. Yeah, uh, it's you know we we need more inventory. You know whether or not you believe that the county board's line of this actually helping. The middle, because I, I don't think it will, because <laughs> yeah, not not too many teachers and firefighters and police officers, I believe, will be buying eight hundred thousand dollars two bedroom condos. But right, um, might help some. I mean, I I think they know it's a a, a money grab for uh, property taxes, so yeah. it, it helps you know helps the county, helps agents, helps developers, helps people sitting on lots. So right, I I think yeah. A lot of people should be happy. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be really interesting to watch. Watch what happens with all that. What um, what are you, are you doing anything to try and uh, you know move from flipping 
to holding? Do you, do you ever hold any of your deals? Or are you looking at doing that more? Yeah, I, I typically will try to hold you know a few homes a year. Okay, uh, I've been keeping about two or three the past few years. So you know I've built up a portfolio of around uh, eight rental properties at this point. Those are DC. They're in DC. Yep, uh, which isn't something I really intended to do when I started. Right, DC is you know pretty landlord friendly, but. You mean, you mean, I mean tenant, tenant friendly, friendly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tenant friendly. <laughs> um, but you know, if you get them at a, a great price and then you're able to, you know, uh, refinance, basically pull all your money out, you know, the, the birth strategies everyone talks about, um, it seemed like a great opportunity and definitely, you know, want to start building up equity in those rental properties as well. What do you think, you know, we get a lot of real estate agents who listen to this show, how can they benefit by, you know, finding more people like you to, to work with and do deals and yeah. and what's important for them to know if they do want to work with people like you. Yeah. So, I mean, even though I am licensed, which we talked about, you know, my my focus on my business is development. So I'm all I'm trying to meet as many real estate agents as possible. Um, I love working with agents. And then, you know, I always incentivize them to you know bring me any off market opportunities they have. Um, you know, when they bring me a deal, I'll pay them as the buyer's agent. And then you know, six months later, once I'm done with the renovations, I'll you know, let them list it. So they're able to earn, you know, double sided commission uh, when they buy it and when they when, I, when they sell it. So, um, you know, that's one reason I always, you know, tell agents to you know, bring me deals they have. Um, and that's why I love working with agents. But in terms of like finding developers, I mean, uh, you know, the. The real estate meetups are always a great way to meet developers um, or just looking you know on the mls to see a project that was clearly you know flipped or uh, you know clearly developed you know find out who the de developer was and call them um, you know see what they're looking for i've actually had several agents hmm. you know see some of my completed projects and then you know they tell me they have a, a pocket listing nearby and see if i'd be interested in it so that's definitely um one way agents have reached out to me. And if, if they do, if people are listening or watching this on YouTube and they do want to get in touch with you or learn about sending you deals, how do they do that? Uh, so my email is chris at summithomesdc.com. All right, chris at summithomesdc.com. Yep. Thank you once again for another great episode on the show. It's Appreciate been a you having pleasure back. having you on. Um, for everyone listening and watching, thank you again for tuning in. Please make sure you hit the subscribe button and share this episode with other people that you think would benefit. We'll see you next time.